Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome to Trucking Answers, the ear hole edition, where you only hear me through your ear hole. I don't come to you through any other hole. Welcome, everybody. It's good to see you. I'm here with my co-host, Gracie, who's currently kneading a blanket into dough, but I'm sure she will be here momentarily to put her input into what's going on the show. We've got a lot going on today. There'll be some hogwash in the trucking news, which we're going to get to here in a moment. There'll be some automotive news, and in the third half of the show, we will have yet another reason why we do not live on Mars. Do you know why we don't live on Mars? Well, for new people, it's because there are a bunch of dumb, stupid, idiot people on this planet. And we have to waste our tax dollars providing them with dry cheese sandwiches in prison so we can't go to Mars and live the happy life that we should be living as seen in the documentary starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. So that's what's going on today. Let's jump right in to what is happening right now because we have to cover this, which just offends me to no end, that this kind of thing continues to get out there. I just can't take it. So what the heck am I talking about? Well, there is an article, which I may also do a video about this on the YouTube channel, some Georgia truckers, uh, Georgia truck drivers say they're not able to support their families because of rising fuel prices. Now, one of the people pictured in the article um, is a truck driver, Nathaniel Baker, okay, and I'm sure he's a nice guy, but hey, can we put a clean shirt on each day? Just saying, okay, just that's the guy they find. That's how they always find somebody, too. Whenever there's anything, they go find that kind of person. When there's a crop circle, who do they find? It's like they interview everybody that's standing there. Okay, what do you do for a living? Oh, uh, I'm a professor at the university. Oh, all right. Uh, what do you do, sir? Oh, well, I'm a doctor. Oh, all right. Uh, what do you do? Oh, I'm the town idiot. All right. Well, let's. Uh, do you have time to talk? Oh, yeah, I'm an idiot. Okay, so that's who they find. So, uh, <laughs> so here we go. So we go on, and he says, look, I can't support my family, and I'm going to go bankrupt. Okay, so. Okay, so here, but the problem later is we got this truck driver, Stanley Russell, who is not pictured, all right? And here's what he says. He says some truckers have a load that might have a load that pays $1,000. Okay, you got this? Now, look, this is important for company drivers. So see what the problem is here. So they have a load that pays $1,000, and I have $900 worth of fuel, and so then only make $100 for that day. Okay, and this is the problem with the media, the media that doesn't know anything about anything. They should know their subjects so they can ask good follow-up questions because that's what needs to be asked here. So I'm going to do a little high school math, even though, uh, you know, that was some time ago. And we're going to know that last night coming home in Lebanon, Indiana, truck stops on their big signs were advertising $5 a gallon for fuel. Okay. Now, <clears throat> if you do not have a fuel surcharge or anything, a discount, we're going to say you're paying the pump price. Fair enough. If you bought $900 of fuel, though, how far could you go? Well, $900 is 180 gallons at $5 a gallon. What do you think about that? That means even at the pictured T600, which looks like it came from a century ago, you could get six miles to the gallon. Can we see your lease getting six miles to the gallon? Okay, that's over 1,000 miles on 180 gallons. That means that you're taking loads paying under a dollar a mile. Is that even possible anymore? Okay, average load price out of Georgia, over $3 a mile. 
where are you getting this dollar a mile stuff? And why would you take a freight that you can't make money? Who, what owner operator, let me ask you, would you come, would come out and work for $100 a day? What company driver would come to work for $100 a day? Anybody? Bueller? Anyone? Okay, it's just ridiculous. And then he goes on to say, oh, and if you blow a tire, that's $300 and you'll lose money for the day. That's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. If you are making $100 a day, and this is a real statement, and you're an owner-operator, you should immediately get rid of that truck and go become a company driver. <laughs> All right? You'll go make $400 a day or more on the road. All right? So you can four times your money by becoming a company driver and have benefits. This is so much malarkey and baloney, and I'm sorry that I have to use such strong language like that. But this isn't even true. None of this is true. Nobody is running under a dollar a mile freight. I have several friends that are owner operators, and uh, one of them is on load boards, so he can go find his own loads. And I said, look, what do you find in Georgia for a dollar a mile, you know, in the Georgia area? For, and so he gets on there. You get one or two pallets, all right? And that's generally how you'll do it. So you can pick up, and it's for people that have some room on their trailer, and uh, so somebody's got a couple pallets to ship. It's a partial, right? So they're not, they don't want to pay a full truckload price. So what you do, you're going somewhere, maybe across the country. So maybe you're going from Atlanta to Seattle, but you only have 14 pallets. So you're like, all right, well, let's see. And so you just grab a couple pallets that are going part of the way. So for maybe a thousand miles of that, you pick up an extra buck a mile. Okay, because these two pallets go part way and along your route. And that helps you, of course, make money, right? So uh, I get that, and that's exactly how it works. You cannot get a truckload at 90 cents a mile. This is not, uh, you know, four years ago where people are slow rolling because of the rates. So this none of this is even true. Okay, I'm going to call Stanley Russell on this. This ain't true. You're lying. All right, it does not cost $900 to move a $1,000 load. It just doesn't. All right. So the reporter, the problem is when reporters go ask drivers, they don't have any idea what they're talking about. They're just like, oh, okay. Well, it must must cost $900. And they just put that out there. And then everybody's like, oh, poor truck drivers. This is not the case. And I'll tell you this. The other thing is, I cannot believe anybody would stay. Would you be gone on the road for $100 a day owning the truck or as a company driver? I mean, would any? do you think you could make more than $100 a day at your house and be home every day? Well, I'll tell you what. McDonald's here, $15 an hour. That's $600 a week. <laughs> what do you know with that? That's $120 a day. So that is, uh, that's the story. This article, not even true and not to be believed, right? I want to see some numbers. I want somebody to bring out a check. Show me some numbers that you're getting 97 cents a mile. And and then I'll tell you how stupid you are and you should get rid of your truck immediately because you don't even have any idea what you're doing. There's no way. There are company drivers that get a dollar a mile. All right, go call SPD and go get a dollar a mile as a company driver. You'll make more than this goofball owning the truck. All right, we're out at 99 cents plus a mile uh, for company drivers under some circumstances. So it's certainly possible to do this kind of money and you don't have to own a truck. 
All right? Owning a truck, you should be making way more than a company driver, and there are owner-operators doing that every day. Apparently, not these people. They found, like, the people that can't do it. Oh, that guy looks like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Let's go ask him a bunch of questions. It's so disappointing from the media. They don't follow up. They don't do anything they, because they don't know the subject that they're covering. They just wander around a truck stop, and uh, people talk to them. Uh, apparently, politicians in Iowa... Iowa have been bought off by trucking companies because they are proposing that there be a dollar cap on lawsuits only involving trucks though isn't that something so in accidents where a truck is involved there's a dollar cap on the lawsuit no other no other <clears throat> lawsuit for that I don't know what the Iowa hammer the corn hammer as he's called will think about that so they're saying at uh, total total amount would be $1 million, and uh, affected victims would be allowed to be awarded no more than $150,000 per family member with a total of $1 million. Now, I know there may be some large carriers in Iowa, like flatbed carriers and, I don't know, team driving carriers, you know, <clears throat> that may have, may have, you know, not had the heart to do this, you know, got to politicians and said, hey, all of our drivers are so terrible and we're just tired of paying all these lawsuits out. So would you mind, would you really mind reducing the amount that we have to pay? We'd really, really appreciate it. You know, this has been, uh, since deregulation, basically companies have just tried to find the least, the pay the least, uh, find the newest drivers, the worst drivers. Why? Because they don't have any incentive to do anything differently. Most of these companies, especially these Iowa-based companies that we're talking about here, they don't even try to get experienced drivers. Oh, sure, they'll take you if you come in the door, maybe. But that's not who they really want, really. They want drivers that are new. They want new, fresh meat for the seat. And consequently, then, <laughs> they have a lot of accidents at these carriers. And so it's become a problem they're having to pay out. They're like, wow. You know what? Rather than, rather than increasing our hiring standards, getting better drivers, why don't we just have the legislature make sure we don't have to pay? And then we can still race to the bottom. We can pay the lease so that we don't get the best people. And I've noticed this lately in ads. So you'll see this. A lot of Facebook ads pop up for trucking companies. And then go in the comments and read, read the comments for these. And it doesn't really matter what the company is. Some I've heard of and some I've never heard of. And... So in the comments, it's 90% of the people, it's some It's either, it's several different things. It's somebody that, uh, I just started driving, can I, can I work for you? It's somebody who, uh, I'm on SAP, I gotta see a lot of those, okay, they're, sorry. Uh, so, can we drive for you? No, that's really a no, at least companies are still holding to that. And uh, the other one, oh, I'm from another country, and I want to come here and drive. Uh, a truck and they're like no so that's generally who it is it's never uh, I have 40 years experience I'd like to come and drive for you why because people that have experience are already at a good company <laughs> all right they don't have to go in Facebook ads and make comments uh, oh I wonder if I can get a job here all right they just make a phone call and get a job so and these carriers uh, you know, they're just looking for the newest person with the least experience so they could pay them the least and they won't ask questions because they don't have experience can't go anywhere else and so now they have to go to politicians and say look our hiring practices are so bad we have such poor training 
we don't even have trainers. We just basically use people to team, and uh, it's horrible. And so would you mind reducing the cap that we have to pay on all these accidents that we have? That's exactly what happened. Look, no other industry gets this, okay, where they say, okay, only this certain industry, and if one of your, just one thing from your industry is involved, you don't have to pay you know, money. It should be up to a jury. That's what juries are for, okay? A jury. <laughs> because look, a million dollars is not much money, to be honest with you. Say you run over, uh, you know, a truck. Okay, you, your family, right? Your kids are in the car and a truck driver is at fault and an accident hits you and one of your kids is going to be in a wheelchair their whole life, change their whole life. They're seven right now. They'll never walk, okay? They will need lifetime medical care. You think a million dollars is going to cover that? I remember my dad probably in 2000 went in and had to get a bypass, a heart bypass surgery, and uh, he got a detailed bill. It was like 170000 bucks then. He was in the hospital three days, all right, and that's just one surgery. You think a million bucks is going to cover a kid for their whole life? It isn't. That's why some of these judgments are huge, because if you need to cover somebody's bills for the next 60 years, it's going to need more than a million dollars, especially now, all right? So to limit it like that, to say, oh, well, it's limited. And if somebody dies, 150 grand, I mean, you kill somebody that's 30, they have their whole life. Generally, that's how that's figured out, right? What would be their income, their loss of income and all that kind of stuff? 150,000, that's not going to cut it. It's wrong. This kind of thing is wrong and it shouldn't happen. And trucking companies, if they had any sense of morality at all, would stand up and say, no, if we are at fault, we will pay. That's what they should say, but they don't because they don't care. They don't have even one shred, one even the most smallest amount of morality anywhere in their body. Of course, they we already know that, or they wouldn't let you work for free, which is number one immoral thing that companies do, which is ask an employee to come in without being paid, okay, without being paid. So uh, that's uh, that's the story in that lawsuit. So a little update about the truck show, Mid-America Truck Show, depending when you listen to this, March 24, 25, 26, 2022. All right, now, as you know, I will be down there speaking on the 26th at 11.15. Now, the other day, what you don't know is I got an email that said, hey, this is not just to me, it was to all speakers. Send your slide deck to this email because they need to, uh, <clears throat> I guess, look at it or whatever in advance, and they're going to put it on a thumb drive so it can go up on the thing. And I didn't even know what that was, all right, to be honest with you. So I look it up, it's a slide deck, it's like a PowerPoint. Okay, all the slides that you're going to use in your presentation, you have to send those in, in advance. I had no idea, I didn't know you needed this, I didn't know you had to send it. Uh, so, <clears throat> and it said if you don't have one, to let them know. Well, I let them know, I go, look, I don't have a slide deck, I didn't even know what it was. To be honest with you, I'm just going to come down there, right, I'm just a driver. I'm not some fancy presenter, and I said drivers sit around through enough meetings where they have a bunch of dumb slides at their companies that they're forced to sit through, so they're not going to sit through another one with me. It's bad enough they have to look at me, much less look at a bunch of slides that I've prepared. Uh, you know, I don't know where I can read it. Look at now our next slide. You'll see here in the lower quadrant where we are doing it. Right? Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see it. <clears throat> but then I thought, you know what? I, maybe it's a requirement. You know, I don't know. This is a big production down here i thought oh maybe this is a requirement but i didn't know i don't know what to do so i sent him that and said look i don't have it this is what we're doing we're coming down uh you know we're just going to fire everybody up you know with an interpretive dance and no slides so i get an email back from the truck show and he says no problemo okay that's no problem in english 
and he says, "Look, people with slides. Uh, <laughs> if you have a bunch of slides, you know you don't you don't necessarily know what you're talking about. So people that know what they're talking about don't need slides." I thought, "Oh, that's pretty awesome." So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go down with that. But either way, no slides at the truck show. No slide deck, which I just learned what that was, and we will still be speaking there. And we'll tell you until I get on that stage. I won't believe it. But uh, because somebody down there may come to their senses in advance, but we don't have that much time before that. Can't replace me this late, probably. Who knows? Either way, we're going to be there. I will see everybody at the truck show in Louisville, Kentucky, coming up here in about a week. All right, FedEx is in the news. They posted record revenue. Why am I talking about this? Well, I think it's interesting how much money they make. Considering they're running an ad right here, we have a FedEx terminal in Lafayette, Indiana, 30.08 an hour uh, home every day, no overtime. Okay, they do not pay overtime at FedEx according to what they say there. And yeah, $30 an hour isn't terrible, but uh, no overtime. It should pay overtime. The CEO of FedEx, by the way, has paid $14 million, a little over $14 million, million last year. That, by the way, is a little over $38,000 per day, seven days a week. All year round okay so just keep that in mind <clears throat> you're working for a place that doesn't pay overtime how much money they really get and what they're doing with it when they say well you know we can't really pay this whatever i think you know overtime should be mandatory for all local drivers should get hourly plus overtime fedex doesn't pay it though and they use they use a lot of uh you know independent contractors third-party logistics to make all this money that they make um and they have a problem getting drivers. Even 3008, I see their ads a lot. All right, I see their ads a lot here in town, and that should say something that they can't even attract people at $30 an hour. The more hours you work, the worse off this is. I guess if you only get 40 hours, the overtime wouldn't matter, but I assume FedEx drivers work more than that. And so they kind of get hosed. You know, 30 extra hours, if you worked 70 hours a week, that's uh, $450 a week you'd be losing in overtime that you would otherwise get in overtime. You know, $22,000 a year that they're saving per driver if they work them all to their maximum hours. It's a lot of money. And a lot of that goes to the chairman's salary. A lot of it goes to other stuff. But, uh, you know, I just think that places should pay hourly plus overtime, especially when it's not like they're not raking in the money. <clears throat> Either way, it doesn't matter if they're making money. Just as a matter of principle, you know, hourly plus overtime. So interesting. I thought that was just kind of interesting little thing there. In another dumb article, we have this thing about Uber and Lyft. And as you know, I've been on the Lyft, uh, Lyft, what What the heck? I've been on the Uber platform for about six years, and I do not do it regularly, like, at all, okay? I've done it more or less over the years. It just depends on what's going on. I get some free time. Sometimes I'll roll out there with bonuses. Sometimes we'll do that. It just depends when there's games or whatever. Here's the thing. Uber's rolling out a fuel surcharge to its drivers, and the drivers are all griping about it. Oh, my God, I can't make it. I'm going to go broke. Uber was really never meant for full-time work, okay? It was meant to, you know, supplement whatever other work you were doing because you can come and go as you please. Turn it on, turn it off. Work, don't work, doesn't matter. They don't care. You know, sometimes I don't do anything for months and then go back on there and do a day's work or whatever. It doesn't seem to make any difference. But drivers are all saying, oh, they can't make any money. We can't make any money. Here's the problem. This is another one of these things where the reporters don't ever go back and say anything to them. Right now, this weekend, they are offering eight rides with a $100 bonus in Lafayette, okay, in the Lafayette, West Lafayette area. So after your eighth ride, they slap an extra 100 bucks to you, okay, just like that. 
So around here, you make 12 to $14 a ride. That seems to be about the average ride price. So that would mean you'd make $96 on the rides, about. Okay, that's $12 a ride to you. Plus, then they give you $100, and they do pay it. It isn't like, oh, I'm never going to get it. They pay it. As soon as that ride is completed, boom, it's right on there, like right then. Okay, so that'd be $196, plus $4.40 for the fuel surcharge, <laughs> all right? So a little over $200 for eight rides. Eight rides here would take around three hours, probably, I would estimate. Even, <clears throat> use around a, I get around 20 miles to the gallon in town with the Escape. So look, even a gallon an hour would be a lot for me here because the rides aren't that long. But look, let's say I use two gallons an hour. That's six gallons of gas. I paid $4.84 for premium Sunday. So if five bucks, that's $30. That'd be $170, okay, to me, net to me. After, uh, you know, gas, okay, after filling up the, fill the escape back up. All right, I already paid for the wash, so I don't consider that in there because I have a wash package anyway. So the car is forever being washed. It's clean. It's unlimited. I just roll it through there before I go out, so it's already clean anyways. So I don't even consider that. Although some people pay every day. I don't understand it. If you're going to wash your car, lock it in unlimited package, right? So, so I don't know what you think about $170 net to you after three hours. Um, I don't think that's too bad. Now, now doing it full time, I don't know about that, right? I still think, I still think because of bonuses and if you work it in, they have different bonuses. And the more you drive, the, they have, there's actually different bonuses. So I th still think that you can make decent money, like four figures a week, driving for Uber. Probably Lyft also. I never drove for them. Okay, now, if you start doing it full time, you're going to rack up the miles on your car. I will say that. So you're going to have to really consider that. You know, I don't do it much, so I don't put that many miles on. But I would say if you're going to do it 40, 50 hours a week, all right, you're going to start putting a lot of miles on your car and that you're going to have to figure that in like, oh, now I got to get rid of my car. If I go out and do a day, a quarter, <laughs> right, which is about what I do, um, I'm not worried about putting an extra 50 or 60 miles on the car. That's not a big deal. But I mean, if you're putting 100, 150 miles a day on your car, 200 miles a day doing it full time. I think that'd be something else to think about. <clears throat> but then you wouldn't use a new car for it. I would get like a several-year-old Civic or something like that to do it with for better fuel mods and stuff. But I'm telling you, as people that think you can't do it, you could do it. You can do it. Uber will let you drive 16 hours a day and then you take eight hours off. The other thing is, this is just like the guy from our trucking story. If you are doing something, a business, whatever it is, which Uber would be like a little business of yours, and it doesn't pay you any money, do not do it, okay? Stop doing it, <laughs> okay? You go to a company, I need more money. They go, we're not going to give you any more money. Now you have a choice to make, okay? You have a choice to make. And I will say this, if all the drivers stopped driving for Uber like they say they are, which is not true, but if they said they would and they didn't drive, Uber would have to pay more money. They'd have to do something about it or they would have no drivers. But that isn't happening. In fact, when we look at the numbers of how many drivers there are, it's actually more people driving, more people driving for them because look i've always recommended it i still do to this day i think everybody should sign up <clears throat> mark i'm never going to drive for them you have no idea what the future holds for you you can work at a company that closes tomorrow you never know what you need to do and if you are signed up you are already on you just turn on and start making money immediately it get, takes the pressure off of oh i need to find a job or whatever sign up always have backup plans in place for everything in your life 
in case something goes south, you know, tanks out so that you have something else to do. It is so I do not do eats, by the way, I do not deliver food to people. Um, that is a problem. I've actually stopped getting Uber Eats delivered uh, because it's horrible. Okay, To be honest with you, it takes forever. So and your food is not hot or cold or whatever it's supposed to be. And it's just terrible. And I will not deliver it because I'm afraid of getting low ratings for delivering food. I get there and it's been there two hours already. These people are not going to be happy when they get their food and they're likely to give me a low rating. So I maintain a five-star rating with Uber by delivering people. I'm very nice to them. I do not provide snacks on my car or anything else. I also don't sell stuff to people in the car. I've seen some of that at Uber. There's actually have like a little vending machine. I don't do that. All right, I'm not selling you something. I'm just there to give you a ride. All right, we're not taking a trip to Nashville. We're just going across town. People can live without a bottle of water and buying a snack from me. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you could, unless you live in a city that has a population of nine people, right? You could make it this time. My whole county here is like 110,000 people or something for that county between the two cities and the outlying cities. So this is not like I'm not like a some gigantic metropolitan area. I think in Indianapolis, you do even better. That's my opinion. I never went down there to uh, work. I always said I was going to, but I never did. I think you could do even better in a large city. I really do. There's got to be rides all over the place. I mean, here, I turn the thing on. I just looked at it. There's tons of rides waiting. So you absolutely could do it. And the drivers that, if they really can't make money, why are you doing it? That's another one of those things like the driver. Oh, I'm making $100 a day. Well, what are you doing? Why are you doing anything? $100 a day would not motivate me to, to go to work, to either own a truck, or drive for Uber, or anything else, if I was doing it where I had to make a living at it. Okay, it would need to be more than that. And you can easily make that driving for Uber 100 a day. No problem. That good truck driver should go do that. Okay, sells truck, go buy a car, and uh, put it on Uber. Because in Atlanta area or Savannah, wherever he was, uh, you could certainly make more than the $100 he claims to make driving his truck around. After having said all that, now I think it's time to figure out why we don't live on Mars. There are a bunch of dumb, stupid people here. They keep us back. They hold us back from our greatness. They hold us back from a new planet. <clears throat> they hold us down to the ground. So today we go to Virginia where we find some dude living in a cinder block basement apartment that has no windows and is very damp. And he's sitting there thinking, you know, boy, this card table just ain't cutting it. You know, and sure. Oh, yeah, sure. He loves to watch, you know, Sally Jesse on TV on his black and white TV, but, you know, the power down there is inconsistent, and that bare bulb hanging above him with that string just isn't making it. So he needs something that we all need, which is money. Okay, but how does he get money? He could go to a job, but that seems like a waste of time to him. He wouldn't be able to watch his daytime uh, soaps. So what he does he has a better idea. He doesn't go rob a bank or anything like that. Okay, that's so yesterday. So what he does is he hatches a better plan. He says, you know what? I'm going to let the government take care of me. Right. Brilliante. Okay. See how I throw in some fancy words to spice things up? So he goes down to the welfare office. Yes. And he is going to apply for welfare. Isn't that something? Now, that's an interesting way to do it. You just have the government cut you a check every month. They send it to your um, 
cinder block apartment or they could direct deposit it or however else you want to get it you don't even have to go get the money they give it to you you don't have to steal it you just apply for it and it comes to you brilliant so he goes over there and as he's walking in the door the sheriff grabs his arm and says hey is that your car yeah well here's what I forgot to mention I forgot to mention the rest of the story you see the welfare office is I guess quite a distance from his house and of course he doesn't have a bus token so to get there he's gonna need some wheels so he steals an H2 Hummer <laughs> yes that's correct and otherwise that would have been okay but when he pulls up there there happens to be a sheriff in the parking lot and I don't know if you know this but many cities, municipalities, states, they have license plate readers on their cars. They use them here in Indiana, and apparently they have them there. Those are little black boxes on there. They read every plate that goes by the car. They're a police car. And so what happened when he drove by the sheriff is it registered as a stolen car because the plates reported stolen. So they watched this guy go up there, right, check the car, make sure it's the right car and that, and yeah, it's the stolen car. Now, I don't know how long he'd had it or how he got it that was report already reported stolen to the police. Maybe people saw him take it. He could have carjacked it. It didn't say. But it was in the system, and they have these license plate readers that are on all the time. And it just lights up like on the computer screen in the car if there's an issue like uh, tickets or whatever, whatever it is. The person's wanted or the vehicle is stolen. And so he gets arrested before he gets in the dang door of the welfare office. Now that ding dong dang stinks, doesn't it? And yes, I t I've used some salty language in this episode, but sometimes it's necessary to reach in and use this kind of language to get a point across, which is, hey, get a job, you loser. <laughs> How about that? This is somebody else. Now we got to feed a bunch of cheese sandwiches to. Now, he didn't go in there and commit welfare fraud because he didn't actually apply for welfare. So I guess we'll get out of that. But, you know, possession of a stolen vehicle, all that kind of stuff. Come on. And I, it didn't say, but I'm going to make a bet right here with everybody that this is not this first, this person's first interaction with the police. I just have to believe that. So uh, that's what we're doing there. And so he's in jail. The people get their car back. Uh, they don't like it now because gas is so much on their H2, which gets 12 miles to the gallon. But either way, they get their car back and this guy sits in jail getting cheese sandwiches on my dime. And so I'm going to have to go apply for welfare pretty soon just because all these people that I'm supporting out of my checks. So that's what we're doing with Mars. That's why we do not live on Mars, because of dumb people like that. And uh, that is that for today. So I want to thank everybody for being here. There probably will not be a podcast next Friday. I'm not sure. So plan on that, because it'll be at the truck show next Friday. Can't do podcasts if I'm not home to podcast. So we'll see how next week goes, though. There may be one. Don't know. Just get ready for that. Not like anybody is going to be, oh, my God, there's no podcast. But, uh, you know, I'm just saying, possibly no podcast next Friday because of the truck show. We'll see everybody there, and we'll see everybody on the YouTubes for the live show Monday, 1230 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. Thanks for listening.